And now, a message from our sponsors. Household chores piling up? That honey-do list fast becoming a honey-do tome? <laughs> well, we have the solution for you. Your very own household servitor. Servitor, make me some coffee. <laughs> Servitor, wash the car. Servitor, feed the cat. Yes, sir. This servitor will do all the things. All the things you could have. No. No. What are you doing? No. Put me down. No. Put me down. No. 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 to start these episodes <laughs> they don't know that it happened but we know <laughs> nothing but quality here <laughs> hey everybody welcome to the podcast uh yeah you don't know by now uh you're either new to listening or you're bad with names and bad with voices but the voice you're hearing now well that's me i'm shane i'm one half of the podcast hosting duties and joining me of course is the illustrious drew with his sensual soft silky voice that'll lull you right into a bedtime sleep <laughs> hey everybody welcome to the show <laughs> oh so uh today drew i'm thinking uh we did the uh trader legions we did some of our favorites of the trader legions so i felt it's only appropriate that we do some loyalist legions and I'll tell everybody out the gate right now, I'm not going to talk about Grey Knights. I'm going to skip over that. You all know how much I love my Grey Knights. I'm going to like the standards, you know, the ones that are known to everybody. Grey Knights, they don't exist. You know, you're not supposed to know they exist. And if you do, you're you're being hunted by the Inquisition. Sorry to let you know. <laughs> so, you're going to die keeping the biggest secret in the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the biggest... A lot of secrets when you get into the space marines when you get into the loyalist end you find out there's a there's a lot of secret keeping going on you know dark angels have a bunch of secrets <laughs> fucking raven guard probably has some secrets vulcan definitely has some secrets like we'll get to some of those today so <laughs> also at this point uh you've probably already heard our episode on building a space marine and uh oh i how sure terrible hope I... that one Oh, God. How terrible I think that they all are. If, if you They're haven't horrible. listened to that, you need to go back and listen to that episode. That was, uh, like, two, three episodes ago. I don't know. Look it up. It'll be named. You'll figure it out. <laughs> They're gigantic meat golems that have too many organs. <laughs> and can, I can't say this enough. They can literally eat your memories. So And, and then tell yeah. you those memories. <laughs> you're you're fine. <laughs> Whether you believe it or not, your father did love you, even though he yelled at you for holding the flashlight wrong. It's all I ever wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> I could die peacefully. <laughs> get, get, you, get you where the armor can't save you. Yeah. <laughs> Emotionally. Emotional damage, as they would say. <laughs> so, so, Drew, as we... We, are, we have actually taken a little bit of time away. We have not... Like, they don't know it, but it's been like two weeks since we've actually recorded an episode we've been sick and then you were sick then i got sick and then you had stuff to do i had stuff to do it's been crazy so it feels a bit weird and rustic to be back in the saddle but we're gonna we're gonna put our heads down and plow through and do our best here and we're gonna open it up with of course drew what's your invulnerable save for the day buddy uh, so my invulnerable save is I broke my my current record of number of meals eaten in a day. 
Or does it count as one meal if you never stop eating? I think if there's enough alcohol involved, it, it counts as one meal. It's just like one continuous party. That's I mean, that's all. all brunch is. Brunch is just... It's fancy day drinking. <laughs> it is fancy. If, if it's a mimosa, it's not alcoholic. You're not you're not an alcoholic. If you're if it's a mimosa, it's just brunch. That's all you call it. It's just brunch. <laughs> Shane, what you got? What is, what is your <laughs> So so we know we really don't like to date the episodes too much so people don't get bogged into the details of what's going on, but I recently pre-ordered my Leagues of Otan uh, box set. So super fucking excited for that. That'll be coming later this week and I can't wait. Congratulations. Uh, obviously I don't have the book yet, so I can't say anything, but either way, I'm excited. I can't wait to get uh, get my hands on them. They did that Warhammer TV battle report for them and like their little heavy gunner squad was was pretty cuckoo bananas. Yes. A lone commissar charged a melee-centric HQ unit and didn't even, <laughs> I don't even think he got a swing off. <laughs> Dude, you gotta admire the balls to run a commissar in. Like he's got this. No, he doesn't. He, he doesn't love, have it on a normal day. I because there was another. Um, <laughs> there was another uh, uh, battle report that they did where it was a Raven Guard charging in on. I forget the army, but a lone Raven Guard commander just like charged into an enemy squad and got gunned down like gloriously. That's, that's how you do it. That's how you go out in style. So. And I, I love that their battle reports, they're not afraid to play how you and I do, where it's like, fuck it, the, whole, uh, the commander's entire squad got uh, killed and it's just him? No, it looks like I was going to charge you. <laughs> <laughs> looks like he's got nothing left to lose. He's got he's got nobody to disappoint anymore. <laughs> this is the scene in the movie where, you know, that, that instrumental music just really picks up and, and everybody's at the edge of their seat and he charges gloriously and, and, and kills the enemy squad, but in real life, like... You just hear the record scratch and he gets gunned down for three seconds. Squirms on the, on the ground a little bit and then dies. <laughs> oh, fuck. You just, you just reminded me of an old episode of that 70s show where Red talks about when he was in the war and how this one lone Korean soldier like screamed at him, charged at him, and he goes, oh man, it really caught us off guard. We didn't know what to do. And he goes, and Eric's like, oh, so so he got away? And he goes, oh no, the whole company opened up on him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's like that right there. Like the whole company opened up on him. No, he died, but you know, for three seconds, he definitely caught us off guard. <laughs> we definitely didn't know what to do for those four or five seconds. So, thank you. To, oh, you thanks for bringing up Raven Guard. That is one of the first ones I want to talk about um, because one, I love their their aesthetic. I love I love that black armor that beaked helmet i know a lot of people aren't a fan of that i just love the aesthetic of them being they're birdmen they're fucking they're ravens they they <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they they buy in hard you know how hard they buy in on uh being ravens drew their primarch is called his name is corvus corax which literally translates to raven so from here on out corvus corvax is known as raven mcraven face because <laughs> this dude is a monster though. He is he was uh he he was the 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 emperor's manifestation of like justice. I know people are probably going what about Conrad? Fuck Conrad. Conrad was a fucking psychopath. Corvus has like a duty. He he and he'll perform it and he was like very loyal. So loyal so much so that he has made it his personal fucking business to go after Lorgar as he is the architect, essentially, of Horus falling to chaos, that he has spent the last couple thousand years in the Eye of Terror searching like searching for Lorgar. Because the last time oh, yeah. he saw Lorgar, he disemboweled him, essentially. Like, he buried his lightning claws into Lorgar's gut and, like, gave him a little, gave him a little tickle <laughs> with electricity <laughs> well, yeah, and blades. He, he fought... Lorgar after he had like Lorgar had ascended to demonhood. Yeah. So he was fighting a demon primarch and proceeded to just beat the shit out of him. Yeah. And then like Lorgar hid his like ran into like his like temple. He like sealed himself in his like meditation chamber or something like that. He's scared and, to come like, out. <laughs> well yeah, because as he was running away, Corax, Corvus. Corvus Corax Raven McRaven face. <laughs> <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Blart Blower Ball Cop. Um 
Paul Blart Raven he was face. like, yeah, he, he, I, I forget the exact quote, but it basically boiled down to like, I got your set now, motherfucker. You're dead. Yeah. And so Lord yeah, he's Arthur, like, like, he's like, I, I know your smell. <laughs> I, you can't escape me. You will not escape this. Like, it was like, you're not escaping this justice. And it's like, holy shit. He is like, to give you an idea of like how awesome Corvus is. He was chasing a word bearers, which is Lorgar's uh, legion. He was chasing one of their ships. Now, he could have went about this a million different ways as to how to attack it. Instead, he knew that their Geller field wasn't working. Now, I'm going to pause there for a second because there are probably people that maybe don't know what a Geller field is. And they're like, what in the fuck are you talking about if you're not familiar with the lore? So a Geller field is what enables you to travel through the warp without absolutely losing your fucking mind. It also keeps you from, like, turning into, like, a spaghetti man. Yeah, like, uh, (laughs) spoiler alert, like, Mr. Fantastic. (laughs) Oh, no, that's awful. Um, But, like, what it does is it protects the ship, allows you to pass through the warp, makes makes traveling through space a lot easier. Dangerous as all hell, but, you know, whatever. Well, Corvus knew that their Geller field wasn't working. His were working just fine. So he decided, fuck it, I'm opening up the warp. So he opens up the warp to do some warp travel. That ship was too far ahead, couldn't steer out of the direction of it, ends up going through the warp, fucks the whole crew over, just drives them all insane. They're crazy, they're killing each other. They're, like, their heads are exploding all over the place like the fucking scene in Scanners. Best head explosion in all of cinema. Yo, yeah, dude. Best special effects ever. Do you know how they did that? They used a shotgun. They actually had a shotgun rigged up to blow the guy's head, like to blow the fake head off to create that effect. Amazing. Nice. That's, that's how they put the head in um, in the original uh, Dawn of the Dead. Is it? Yeah. It was like a rubber, they, they made a, a rubber uh, mold of like one of the, the, the lead actress's face. And then they shoved it full of like dog food and whatever they could get out of like craft services. And then fucking. <laughs> Uh, Tom Savini, like one of the greatest practical effects artists ever, just took oh, a fucking shotgun yeah. and blew it, blew it like the head up. Continue. Yeah. Well, no, we're back. No, this is now the podcast. We're talking old school special effects. Um, so, welcome to the Tom, Tom Savini's podcast. The man of the god. So, so you have to appreciate like Corvus's like thought process there of like, why would I even waste my time? sending my men onto that ship and losing any amount of men. Like, I like that approach because that's that's kind of like the uh, it's the Rebel Alliance approach of there may be a lot of really innocent people just doing their fucking day-to-day on that spaceship, but we're going to destroy it anyway. Right, yeah. The Death, the death Star conundrum. <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's plumbers on that ship. <laughs> Except in, in, instead of where... <laughs> The Death Star, you can at least take solace in the fact that they were immediately obliterated into, like, particles. The Geller field collapsing means that... Oh, dude, it's now... A, you're gonna have a shit time. You're, like, you're not gonna have a good time on that. You are physically <laughs> and mentally assaulted by <laughs> interdimensional... Like, this like is beyond, psych, it, psychic it, monsters that, like, can mutate you. And, and it should be noted that it's not just chaos that lives in the warp. So that's something that's, like an important little side note in the lore chaos <laughs> resides in the warp, but they are not alone in the warp. So there is <laughs> no, not. all sorts of shit that one of these days we'll have to talk about because there's some really cool shit that resides in the warp that doesn't get nearly enough love. That's but true. for now, keeping on point, <laughs> it's just funny to me that this dude's just like, yeah, fuck it. We're going to go into warp travel. And they're all like, why? We don't even like, they're right there. And he's like, yeah, just, just wait and see. <laughs> Like, check, check this shit out. This is this is what we call a pro gamer move. Pro gamer. <laughs> Enemy commander's face turned into a puddle on the floor. Go pro teabag. <laughs> Can't teabag them if they're nothing. <laughs> so, uh, Raven Guard's whole shtick is they are. They're assassins. They they like to come in, hit quick, and get the fuck out. They're scouts. They they survey snipers. the area. Snipers. They're all about like reconnaissance and trying not to get into too heavy a battle. Which also makes the fact that they were a part of the drop site massacre 
and, and had enough numbers to get out of there. Again, these guys aren't like front fighters and they weren't just front fighting. They were getting fucking fucked in the back when all the traitor elite, like the ones they thought were their buddies that weren't their buddies, showed up behind them and basically created a bunch of crossfire. So, you know, you got to hand it to the Raven Guard on that level that they are definitely badass. They were they were one of the ones that, I think they were like 97% wiped out and then they had to be rebuilt. And Corvus did just that. He rebuilt them and then promptly took them into the Eye of Terror and says, let's go, boys. Like, like. <laughs> like Shania Twain. Let's go, girls. <laughs> if that doesn't get you going, if that song doesn't get you going, you're dead inside. <laughs> oh, that song shit. that song should be the top of the playlist for when the Raven Guards show up into the Eye of Terror. Like, if that doesn't make them all shit their pants in horror, I don't know what would. They, they're, that's their equivalent to like the fucking night lords sending like flayed bodies screaming on <laughs> drop pods down to startle their enemy. You just, they just have that like on boom boxes. Dropping yeah. down for space. Oh yeah, well check this out. Let's go, girls. Corvax, <laughs> <laughs> Cor- you just <laughs> slow pan from the ground. Two boots hit. <laughs> oh man, dude! <laughs> but they're cowboy boots with like fucking <laughs> 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 Spurs sits in the beak of the raven. Oh my god! They're All black right. boots, by I, the way. We have to I, we have to establish that. I I am uh I have a new kit bash ahead of me, <laughs> dude. Right? I just think the same thing. I'm like, I need to see this. Oh man! I need to see this come be brought into existence. Oh. So, Raven Guard are one of my favorites, just because I really like the fact that they are just so different than what different from what I play, different from what everybody's used to um i will say I, I, I don't see them a lot um and i i like i like their play style that um you you already were uh talking you like about bikes you like yeah. bikes fuck man raven guard man raven guard's all about the bikes um i think they, they also use a lot of jump pack infantry yep, jump troops yeah but, definitely yeah they uh corvax was big on uh he called it the trifold path of shadow and it was basically like the the three tenets of it were ambush, stealth, and vigilance. So, <laughs> yeah, that's badass. That's badass. I don't care who you are. That's yeah, awesome. It, it, Space Marines. It, it's neat to see a like. It, you look at like, uh, Imperial fists or Ultramarines. They're wearing bright yellow armor, right? Bright bright blue armor. And to me, like a, a, for a Space Marine, that makes sense. Like they wear. I mean, they're literally like the like modern day knight in that knights weren't trying to be hidden. They were literally wearing their heraldry. They wanted to stand out and like they were protected. And, and it was it was like a nobility thing. And like Space Marines, I've always seen it as like that's kind of the same thing. They can go to battle wearing bright blue armor with gold trim and they're going to stand out amongst the trees or the desert or whatever <laughs> because they don't fucking care. You're going to have to try to penetrate like four inch thick ceramite armor that's, you know, state of the art. And the entire time they're firing a grenade launcher like it's a fucking machine gun. Um, so they don't they don't care. They're just going to march. They wear their they wear their cover. I've, I've said this before, too. Like space Marines are literally wearing their cover. So what do they care? Yeah. And then to see a chapter that's like no stealth infiltration like and and they use a a, a lower end armor like they don't use they use a the mark six version of the armor because they like it because it's a little bit lighter a little bit faster um it, it had more like lore wise it had more gaps game wise it doesn't matter it it has no bearing but like in the lore it was a lighter uh sleeker armor and it had the beak helmets and they just were like they're like, hey, we got some new armor. They're like, we don't care. This is our jam. Don't bother us. It's like, okay, all right, cool, man. I guess <laughs> this is a, this is a protector better. Like, this is faster. Yeah, okay. Uh, the, the we can attach better jump packs to these for you guys. Nope, I like being agile, mobile. Uh, fucking, you know what? I give up. Yeah, they're like the, Yeah, they're they're like the crafty veteran that's just like, nah, I'll learn how to operate her real well. And then yeah. they're just like they're just like stroking their like outdated weapon like the firearm but you're like all right man 
Also, I need to also point out to uh, Corvus, uh, the, the Primarch, Raven McRavenface, he looks like how I would think the lead singer of Typo Negative would look if he was existing in the 40K universe. And if you don't know what any of that means, go look up the lead singer of Typo Negative, look up Corvus Corax, and tell me you see a fucking difference. Because I don't see a difference. I don't see a difference. I just, I just don't. I was, he's he's Nathan Explosion from uh, <laughs> Megalop- Megalopolis. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. That another perfect like yeah, another perfect example. Like so, yeah. That's just a side note. Don't care if you like it or not. That's an opinion, and we're allowed to have those now. Maybe. <laughs> so yeah, they, they they explain it as um like uh he has pallid skin and unsettlingly dark eyes. So, he's like that's kind of like how like, that's how he's fucking goth personified. Like that's what he is. He's like the he's like the personification of gothic, like everything. Like he belongs in the 40k universe, like bar none. Like fucking look at him. He's just he's super gothic. <laughs> he's like I'm the ultimate goth. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> nobody understands the deep dark tragedy nobody, that nobody, is my nobody, existence. Nobody. Nobody understands what it's like to hate your brothers like this. Actually, that's that is uh that's fucking what's his name? That's 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 Conrad. That too. They're they're like fucking. That's the other thing. It, 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 you guys, if you're not familiar and you're learning while listening, I'm sorry. You'll notice that there's a mirror <laughs> image of like of of Primarchs. Like you had Conrad Cruz or Cruz or however you fucking say his last name, and then you have Corvus. Like. They're both the same person, essentially. Like, two sides of the same coin. One went loyalist, one went traitor, though. That's it. Like, Night Lords, mostly just rapists, murderers, and psychopaths who were given gene seed for some fucking reason. Because Conrad didn't have good judgment skills. Corvus found, like, guys that he liked and were noble and, like, noble houses. And these, these were good people. Like, they weren't fucking psychopaths. So you'll see that a lot in the game. Like there's always like this mirror image, this dichotomy between the brothers, the Primarchs, all that shit. You you touched on how the Raven Guard were like horribly massacred at, at the drop site at SBAN yes. SBAN five. Yeah. And after after that had happened, like they had scat they scattered bands of Raven Guard, basically fought like a shadow war secretly against all of the different traitor legions and oh yeah I forgot, I forgot about that make them pay pay in blood for every step they took towards terra and like yeah that's like that's one of the things about them that makes them so cool is just the fact that like they were one traitor legion that was just like i'm gonna kill all of you and like there is no respite there is no remorse they are they are the living embodiment of those rules and tenets yes. of the space marines but they they are that like you're not even gonna hear the shots coming. Like I'm, like it's like it's like when you like when you piss your sibling off, and like you do something, and the then they look. At you. Yeah, well, like like and then they look at you and they say, "I'm not gonna do it right now. I'm not gonna punch you right now. You're not gonna know when it's gonna happen." And that's so much worse. That's like the how the I like the Raven Guard handle like revenge. It's just, and and they're like, doing gonna it. Get you like, right they, now. They did it. You know what I mean? Like, they fucking did. They backed that shit up. 100%. So it's oh, like, yeah. Night Lords can flay guys all day long. Raven Guard are like, hey, we are going to come get you. You don't know when. You don't know where. But know that we're going to fuck your shit up. And everybody's just like, fuck. Like, yeah. imagine it, dude. You're like a Chaos Legion that they said that to. And all of a sudden, you hear some shit in the tree. You're just opening fire to be safe. <laughs> Oh yeah, there they are! <laughs> well, yeah. Oh my god! Because by the time they come at, like after you, they have been stalking you. They have enough reconnaissance. Like they know, they know what you have when you're going to be able to get replenished. It is a sudden and abrupt explosion of like noise and death all around you. <laughs> and then, and then, and then it's you're so amazing you, to think of it like that too. Like by the time you all, like by the time you hear the shots from their guns. You're already they're on you. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 all over you at that point. And that's what I'm saying. Like, so like whereas the Night Lords, they're like, we're gonna rule, we're gonna we're gonna win by fear. Raven Guard's like, we're gonna win by skill, technique, 
in sheer paranoia. Like, yep. we're going to make your guys so fucking paranoid. And, and you know what the th- thing is? I wouldn't be surprised if, like, every now and then, before, like, they really engage him, they let him see, like, one Raven guard. Like, they just let, like, and he just disappears into the shadows, and they're like, I fucking, dude, he was there. Yeah, I swear. And just literally let that shit go through the camp for a day or two. Like, dude, they'd all be on edge constantly. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't, like, and that's all it's going to take is just one, like, one well-placed shot to send them into just absolute disarray. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like, their whole MO. Uh, you know, by the time you try to rally a counteroffensive, that little strike force that's <coughs> killed, a you know, some key commanders or whatever, they've already withdrawn. They're ebbing and flowing all around you, and it's like, what can you do? And the way their tactics work, they're not a frontline infantry, so they're constantly streaking in from the left, streaking in from the right, moving forward, moving backwards, like, coming around, circling behind you, like, they're hitting you in, like, mini waves, like, 10, 15 guys here, 20 guys there, 30 guys over there, and they just, they basically come in, hit you, and then fly out, and then another, like, they're hitting you from all different angles, they're just... Dude, could you imagine, like, jump pack infantry just coming crashing down in the middle of your war camp? You're fucking paranoid as shit already because you know they're coming. Now, there they are in front of you. And then they kill 30 of your dudes and then bounce out. And then you're like, what was that? And then all of a sudden, out of your left flank comes, like, 30 fucking motorcycles. Dudes on motorcycles, like, these juiced up fucking motorcycles. They come run through. They run your guys through, shoot a bunch of your guys, and then just keep on going past you. Like, they, that you don't exist. And then another 30 fucking jump pack guys come out of a different angle. And you're just sitting here. You have no time to even think about a counter. You don't even have time to think about what weapon you're grabbing. You're just firing randomly, probably hitting your own guys at times. Sad scene from Predator. Yeah. You're just shooting in the trees. You're just hoping. <laughs> you're hoping you can make it bleed. Yeah, because if it can bleed, it can die. Or we can yeah. kill it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because Cor- one of one of uh, one of uh, Korax's big things was um, a leaderless enemy is already defeated. So they're yeah, they're they're kind of like a a honorable uh, as honorable as like the humans in forty k can be. Um, Dark Eldar, because like the Dark Eldar use a lot of the same tactics, but whereas <clears throat> the Raven Guard are all about like honor in battle and this and that and like this we show a leaderless enemy is already defeated like dark eldar more like stalking you and they're just like okay so we can we can see that school bus over there that always drives on that bridge up over over the that that bunker right there yeah (laughs) well if we put like a bomb right there we can launch that school bus off the bridge that'll land on the bunker that's going to terrify some people meanwhile we've opened up a portal over there and a bunch of shadow demons are just going to go and just start scaring the populace. Okay, now they're going to be terrified. They're going to be running in the streets. Then what do we do? That's when the napalm strike hits. Okay, at this point, the commander's <laughs> scared shitless. He's going to go into his bunker, and that's where we have, you know, he's got, what, 10 guards? We have 20 highly trained incubi that are down there. It's not going to be a fair fight. That's how we like it. It's going to be great. We'll have, we'll have five, you know thousand slaves by the end of the day like they're all about like making it an unfair fight and by the time the dark eldar come they've already scaled things in their in in their favor like if they have to they'll just be like hey we took your son and now you're all going to slowly freeze to death and we'll just get you when you're like on on the threshold of hypothermia (laughs) (laughs) we want to get you right before the frostbite really sets in because we need your muscle tissue still in good order because uh you're going to go to our labor, labor camps uh, where we'll work you to death. <laughs> yeah, you got to make those poison weapons. Also, if you cut yourself <laughs> on the poison ammo, you're going to die. And we're not going to stop it because then that feeds us. <laughs> nope. Future episode. Going to be talking about Dark Eldar and Jason didn't know, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love them. <laughs> so, we need to give each other one episode. One, you get you get a Grey Knights episode and then oh, I get a Dark Eldar episode. Oh, we're, that, it's going to be, we're going to be off to the races, buddy. It's going to be great. <laughs> So now we'll jump ship and uh, leave the Raven Guard behind to their massacre, their uh, ambush massacres. Well, they were never. And we're going to jump to guys that are a little more, uh, let's say, noble in their pursuits, uh, and that is the Salamanders, who are led by Vulc. Well, currently not led, but he's still around, live, kicking somewhere. Uh, Vulcan, the Primarch, who is, uh, how do I? I I, I don't think badass. 
is the appropriate term for Vulcan. Vulcan is a goddamn nightmare of a human being, but also the best of all the Primarchs. He's like one of the most noble. He cares so deeply for the innocent. Benevolent, yeah. He's very benevolent. But this dude, straight up, one, he can't die. He's a perpetual. That's like his essence of the emperor he got. He's a perpetual. He can't die. Dude had a straight up, he was fucking shit up on Istvan and had a nuke straight up dropped on him. Like they were so tired of his shit, they nuked him. And he got up from that shit. Like, yeah, okay. Now I'm just irritated. Okay, so just like, and I'm not talking like our nukes. I'm talking like fucking 40k style nukes. Like these things are nukes tenfold over. Vulcan also kidnapped by Conrad, was imprisoned by Conrad Kurz. And this motherfucking Conrad, he tortured him endlessly. And did it stop Vulcan? He killed him a couple times. He kept coming up with new inventive ways to try to kill Vulcan so he would stay dead. Guy wouldn't stay dead. Eventually, though, Vulcan got free. And without armor or any weapons, he proceeded to absolutely beat the ever-living fuck out of Conrad. Didn't quite kill him. Probably should have. But just absolutely decimated him barehanded. So if you can't tell, I got a hard on for Vulcan. The dude's a monster. I love him. And I his fucking aesthetic is awesome. Salamanders aesthetic is awesome. And you know what's really cool about salamanders? They love that fire, buddy. They are all about purging. They are all about purging out things with a purity of fire. Yep. Uh flamers, meltas. If it's hot, they you, got it. Yeah, if it yeah, if it, if it can burn things and melt things, <laughs> boy howdy, they've got your ticket. Worst so, case, they're gonna just scramble and get a blow dryer or something. Again, they they are not a they are more of a I don't wanna say frontline, frontline, but they are just like hammers. They do not they do not yield, they do not fall back, they are just they move forward and burn things as they go. Uh they're I, I love them for that aesthetic. Um, for that 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 capability that they have, their lore makes them even better. They lost ninety eight percent of their total men That's, at Istvan uh, at the Istvan drop site. Some I think, some, some things claim that it was that high. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, but in in do it like the reason for their numbers being like so much higher than everybody else's was because they were constantly trying to protect anybody they could because that's their thing they they will not uh they don't they 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 will step in front of a melta shot to save bob the blacksmith down the road like they they'll do whatever they can to protect the innocent they see humans as important they like they, 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 they look at humans as like the future of the imperium they're they're one of the few legions that if so if you look into the lore and you look into the theories about the lore that eventually, if the Emperor had his way, and he would have opened the webway, he would have eliminated the Space Marines. He would have, because everything, once Chaos was going to get eliminated, there was really no need for Space Marines. There was no need for the Primarchs. They were tools to allow him to do what he did. And I really think Salamanders would have been the first ones in line, but like, all right, Boss, if that's if that's what you need from us, then yep. that's what we're gonna do. They would literally just lay their lives down, be like, "Yep, nope." The emperor's big E is right, man. He's he's on the money on this one. We need to go to protect the human race. So yeah. let's I, line up, single file, walk right into the incinerator, guys. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'll, real quick, I want to touch on that, and I'd like to do, I, I want to do an episode eventually on the emperor, and uh, kind of like our thoughts on his motivations, but what you touched on there, I got to get this out is that's even reinforced. I feel like if you look at how, uh, like, uh, Oh God, what's his name? Big angry Angron. Um, Angron. Yeah. He, he willingly took Angron post brain implant 
had aggression issues and gave him like a legion, but he used them basically as like his dog, like dogs of war, like yeah. to to call in that legion of like the world eaters was to condemn that like you they were gonna they were gonna take the enemy oh like they were gonna win. It was gonna be a bloodbath, and every legion has like a very specific use. Like you look at Raven Guard. They were they were stealth and infiltration. They they fought shadow wars and they did all of that stuff. Um, Alpha Legion was all about like uh, 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 subterfuge and like even even if the way that they managed themselves, uh, Iron Warriors. You know they, they some of these legions were like these are not stable individuals that are going to have a use after this battle. If anything, like the only legion that probably would have maybe been able to have a few people left over would have been like ultramarines because they were they were the best at like being diplomats and in that yeah but i yeah i will say like when we get to the like when we do an episode on the emperor because that'll be a, a deep dive just on him uh i i probably won't have a whole lot of good things to say about the emperor because when you really look at him he, he's not good he's not a good He's not a model that you want to like post up and say, this is the guy, this is how countries, worlds, that's how they should be led. Uh, no, he's, he's awful. He does awful things and he does it all the time to serve his own purposes and his own, you know, machinations and whether or not it's really for the betterment of mankind is, you know, that's up for debate, but the processes in which he goes about getting the betterment of mankind is uh, not great. Not, not good at all. It's not, yeah. Not, not to be admired. <laughs> so uh, one of the other cool things I really liked about the Salamanders is um, their quest, their little their little nightly quest that they're on. Because uh, Vulcan, after the heresy, Vulcan may be despondent, upset. There really isn't a whole lot of information. Maybe they're going to answer it in these last couple books of the Horus Heresy that's coming out. The last one, the Siege of Terra. But either way, Vulcan basically decides to fuck off. He's like, I'm fucking away now. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I need time to I need time to think, cool down, because uh, I might just start hammering people's heads in if I don't take this moment <laughs> to go meditate. Maybe that's what it was. But he left behind artifacts. There's nine artifacts, correct? Yeah, because there's nine, they found five of them. They're yeah. the artifacts of Vulcan. And, he and it said... Go ahead. I would say Vulcan was like, he was a legendary, like, forger and and, and smithy. He was yes, I, yes. Sorry, I did forget to mention like, that. He was like, yeah. he was like the Imperium's like, hey, we need this made. You got it. I need a weapon. You best believe I'm going to make you a weapon. I need a, <laughs> I need a, I need a, a flamethrower that can melt. Don't worry about it. It'll melt through everything. I don't care. I'll make it for you. So he's made these artifacts and the salamanders have to go collect them they've collected five of them so far there are nine in total they are known as the artifacts of vulcan and once they collect all nine it's said that vulcan will return to lead his salamanders in the final fight uh, for the war of humanity so i think that's like a cool like a little cap like it gives them like this cool little side story you know with like raven guard fucking they're just leading they're being led by corvus and he's out of his fucking mind and uh, turning into like a raven demon in the warp but he's still loyalist so good for him uh but he's like Low he's yeah I he's, yeah he's he's like a streetcar named desire Lorgar instead oh. of stella like <laughs> or yet, you know who he is he's he's that dude from the room you're tearing me apart. Oh God! <laughs> even kind of looks like that guy. Oh. I can't even think of that guy's name, but you know the room. Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> oh hi, Gillyman. <laughs> oh, how's your chapter doing? <laughs> Robert, you want me to split? My... You're tearing me apart, Robert. <laughs> Don't touch me. Oh, oh hi, Vulcan. <laughs> oh, hi, no. hi, Vulcan. <laughs> oh. And there oh, it God. is. The birth of a new character. Corvus Corax is played by Tommy Wiseau. Look forward to doing <laughs> that a lot looks more. Like it. I have some photoshopping to do. 
Jesus Christ. Corvax, uh, <laughs> what what happened back there? I, I did not shoot him. I did not. <laughs> I did not shoot him. I, I did not disembowel him. I did not. It's fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. Logar, come out of your temple, you just chicken. Chip, 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 chip. <laughs> Oh shit. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my face hurts. <laughs> Fuck. And if Vulcan was played by somebody, I, I'm gonna give him the actual good like Samuel Jackson. That's Vulcan. Hey, yes, Vulcan. Motherfucker. <laughs> or oh. no yet, no what? Actually better yet, I just watched They Live. So it's gotta be Keith David. Oh, there you gotta go. Gotta be Keith David. You dirty motherfucker. <laughs> He's like, when, when Roddy Piper hits that, swings that fucking board at me. Oh man, look, I didn't mean it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, Keith David is Vulcan. That's even better. Especially Keith David from uh, Men at Work. When he, when he grabs the fries. Oh shit. Anyways. So. Not to cut them too short, because salamanders are, are definitely rich with their own lore, but I wanted to get one more in before we call it a night. And that's one that's even less known, because they're they're a second founding, yes? The, the Crimson Fists, they're, they're part of the Imperial Fists. They're yeah. an offshoot of the Imperial Fists, opposite of the Black Templars. Uh, Black Templars, uh, we'll probably get to a different episode. Because well, they're awesome too. So but. so so once again, I'm going to stop you before before we we jump off of. Oh um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yes, let's let's get it. Their their main battle tactic is flame weapons. They come from a volcanic planet, and like literally, there's like fire breathing creatures. I'm just going to assume dragons. Like they, one of the things that you'll see is some of their armor on like their commanders. They have like dragon scale and like skulls. That's a big thing with like their iconography as well. So they have this really cool fantasy warrior kind of look to them that's that's really sharp um but something else that you'll see is in real life or in art with salamanders is like a solid black panel on like a vehicle and there's a reason for that in the lore and that's because like they call it like fire fire or ember vision or, or something like that one of the side effects of like their gene seed they can see the infrared spectrum better than other chapters. So what might look like a blank panel on a vehicle or an armor plate is actually to them like this really robust pattern that, that you know, maybe it, it's it's decorated to like show some great victory or or something. Oh, it's kind of like a, a, hide, a, a hideaway art where it's like, yes. you know, you paint it one color and I can't see it, but if you put on these special glasses... Yep, like they live. Yep, you get to see the word obey. There you go. Um, <laughs> <I can see. laughs> my God, <laughs> and you brought it back, <laughs> dude. I'm good at that. I'm good at that. But yeah, like I, I like things like that. Where if you are a salamander player who's really big into the lore, and I am as well, and I saw that, it'd just be kind of like you just look at each other and you just you nod. You're like, yep, I get it. Oh, uh, dude, you know what would actually be really cool to do is do a black panel like that, and then use like um, some black light responsive paint. Mm-hmm. That and then do like something, and then shine a black light on it so you can only see it under the black light. That'd be fucking sweet looking. Yeah, that would be neat. That'd be a very cool, very cool way to paint up your army. Yeah. Another fun fact is they see humans as important. They have value. Other Space Marine chapters literally are just like it is our duty to expand the galaxy and blah blah blah, and like they don't take the time to really realize like why are you doing this? Who are you doing it for? Because you're not doing it for yourself. Uh, on their planet, they'll sit, like, they will live amongst the people. Yeah, which is unheard of for other chapters. Uh, yeah. They, like, they will they will serve as, like, clan leaders, and... They, they live it. Yeah. Like, they live that life. Other chapters, uh, they, they have, like, a fortress monastery is what they call it. And they don't, they're not required to live and stay on a monastery. It's... That, I, I, I'm just, I'm infatuated. Like, I'm, 
and infatuated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, well, they're neat it's like, with with their yeah with their their low like, and that's why I kind of want to target like Raven Guard and Salamanders is because they have neat lore, neat side stories to them. The Raven Guard have a real desire to fucking go serve their justice to the enemy. Salamanders have this real desire to serve the betterment of mankind. So we're gonna end it <laughs> with people that aren't are kind of in between, like in between the two uh, versions, essentially, I'd say. Because uh, another one that doesn't get any love is the Crimson Fist. I was going to say, but I feel like everybody likes the Crimson Fists. Everybody likes them. Nobody really plays them, though. You don't see them a whole lot. Like, it's very rare that I see a Crimson Fist army. Um, and it's because you got Imperial Fists, your big boys, and then you have Black Templars, and the Black Templars have a devout fucking fan base they you know talk about a fan base that definitely willed an army back into life like they had not been around since fourth edition and they just got back in at ninth like those people were like please give us our army back and like no not doing it and they're like please and like no not and they just kept going please please and they're like all right finally all right, here you go here's your book here's a book for you and crimson fist don't have a book they they just have like their side parts inside uh within the the space marine book but, like, another army that literally has had a rough. Like, they almost got completely eradicated by the orcs. Um, they are... They, they, they're very different from their founding legion of Imperial Fists, where they are... Those guys are clad in yellow. Uh, whereas Crimson Fists have taken the more ultramarine approach, and they're very... They're blue, but... It's very dark blue with no gold trim. With no gold trim. It's just all and blue. one... One red fist. Yes. Like, they literally have a red fist. And sometimes it's a red power fist in the vein of, like, Pedro Cantor, who is the chapter master. And Pedro, love him or hate him, I know he gets some flack. Like, not everybody likes him. Dude's a badass. Like, his stories are, like, he's he's a badass. The dude is legit, like, could maybe probably take in a Primark. Like, probably get his ass whooped, but he could fucking probably hold his own. He he was one of the first models I saw in, like, when I first got in, like, end of end of third, beginning of fourth, mm -hmm. I saw a picture in, I forget what book it was, but man, him painted with that giant power fist, like, yes. I was, I was like, that's, I don't know what, what army that is, but I want that. That was part of the reason why I got Space Marines. Was that model alone? Just seeing that how it was painted was the when coolest I first thing ever. Saw him, I thought he I, like I just saw Pedro Cantor. I'm like, oh, another another Ultramarine guy. And I did I had no idea the Crimson Fist when I first see it, saw him yeah. for the first time. I will say real quick, I, I before we we move too far on with uh, Cantor. So yeah. their first chapter ma master, one of the, my favorite lore bits about Imperial Fists is his name was Alexis Pollux. And they, oh yes, yeah, yeah. They want, yeah. Don't want to forget about him. <laughs> a man so tall. <laughs> uh, yes. Basically, like unarmored, he was taller than most other, like most space marines. And they say yeah. they said that he was so tall that he didn't need to look up to Gilliman, and yeah. that made Gilliman like nervous. <laughs> yeah, like they, they bring him large down there where you're from, eh? <laughs> yeah, and he actually he fought Perturabo. They said basically. His tactics being so flexible it confused Perturabo for a little bit. Perturabo, as everybody knows, is the primarch of Iron Warriors. Iron Warriors hate Imperial Fists. Well, the Crimson Fists are a founding of the Imperial Fists. So he was basically expecting them to, to fight like Imperial Fists. And they're, they're more like... They're more willing... They fight in their own style. Like, they're more flexible than the Imperial Fists. And they're not just going to, like, hunker down and, and build a, like, uh, a garrison themselves in. And uh, so I like him for that, too. The fact that he made Perturabo confused and angry. Which I feel like it's not hard to confuse Perturabo. No, it's not. I don't think so. Um, but, I, I, but I like that. I like the fact that, like, um, in the lore, they do fight differently enough from like the Imperial fists to where I, I think that they do warrant their, you know, they, they need more love than they get. Yeah. Well, yeah. Don't, don't also sell this guy short because Pollux, um, the dude was a badass when he got, when he actually got killed, like he got shot up with some nasty poison from 
I, I don't remember. It was some random alien race that they were fighting. And he fought that shit for, like, days before he finally, like, gave in. But he made sure, like, they had actually, like, were in a good place uh, strategically in the in the war. So, uh, here, hats off to you, Alexis Pollux, for being a badass of badasses. Yes. Uh, the, the pay, the, 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 the Crimson Fists, I should say. So they were fucked over by the orcs hard. Orcs had a, had a hard on for Crimson Fists and they wanted to give it to them all the time. And they almost did it. They almost wiped them out and whatnot. And of course, Pedro Cantor, there's a, uh, there's a story where he like, it's just like him and like maybe a handful of guys survived for the Crimson Fist. Uh, and they were ready to like, like, ah, well, we're just going to roll you guys in somewhere else and we'll, we'll cut, we'll, this, this chapter will be dead. And Pedro Cantor was having none of that. And he brought the fucking Crimson Fist back just to have them get their asses fucking plowed in again, but not as bad. But so, I think it's um one of those things. I, I just want to get this thought off my head though is for as much as they have fought the orcs, I find it weird that they go by Crimson Fists and not the Chartreuse Fists because they are just covered in orc blood, like constantly. Like that's that's their that's who they fight the most is the fucking orcs. So I just like I think that a Chartreuse, even though it's an ugly ass color, but it fits. It's the green. I think they should be green with a red fist. Maybe I don't know, or maybe a, a green fist. Because they're fisting those orcs so fucking hard. <laughs> but that's just my opinion. <laughs> right up the orc poop shoot. Do orcs, have, do orcs have poop shoots? Oh, boy. I, you know, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I gotta think so. I mean, they eat, so it's gotta come out, right? I, I mean, I guess, but... Well, then again, they're spores, though. Right, God. so... Does a salad poop? Anyways. That's, <laughs> hmm. that's deep. Um... <laughs> Well, I was going to say, yeah, it, it, one <laughs> before I before I derailed that whole thing. Sorry, <laughs> I don't want to Google another weird thing, but I might have to. Uh, no, but yeah, they were they were at one point reduced down to only 128 Marines, and another That's really it, yeah yeah, and another really cool lore thing is that is why to this day their first company is 128 Marines strong. Yeah, they honor that shit. You talked about the, the, the Siege of Rin's World when the orcs came and, like, just wrecked up the place. Uh, <laughs> they did. There was a, there's a land raider called Rin's Might. All of the crew piloting this thing were killed. And apparently the land raider's, like, machine spirit became enraged. And so it proceeded to continue fighting all by itself autonomously against the orc forces. And when the orcs finally, like, took it down and disabled it, it opened all of its doors to lure the orcs in because they like to loot enemy vehicles. <laughs> and then it sealed the doors and vented plasma into its compartments to kill them. <laughs> and, the, and the Pedro Cantor model is really cool. It, it, have they ever updated his model from the beginning? I haven't seen any update on him. I mean, I've seen a lot of kit bashes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. We may eventually. There's talk about like a a Space Marine 2.0 update coming for 10th edition, whenever that's going to hit. So. Ah, yeah, I saw that. That we'll we'll see. I don't know. That's a that's a disappointment to me. Yeah. I, um, but you you haven't even finished the other ninth edition books yet, and you're already giving me a tenth edition style Space Marine. Come on. Yeah. But I mean, I I like them. I I think that it would be neat if they redo all of those little little uh, codex supplements. I mean, give us oh, yeah. give us an updated Cantor us as a... a Primaris. Like oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, Alicio Cortez, like his first captain. That could be a cool mm -hmm. model, and like they've he's never had a model, but like his whole thing is he's kind of like a Achilles, basically. Yeah. Um. You know he he's he's kind of known for being like unkillable, and Pedro is is like legit concerned of like what will happen to the morale of my my soldiers if he finally dies. So they have some neat stuff. Like I don't know. I, I 
if look into them, people. Yeah, they're definitely worth a look. If you've ever seen the movie Three Hundred, and it, you know, like the our arrows will block out the sun. Well, then we'll fight in the shade. Yeah, Cort Cortez. That yeah, that's Cortez. <laughs> yeah, like he he literally like he he gets his arm cut off, and he he's famous for looking at uh, Pedro and just saying, "I I haven't lost an arm. It's right over there." <laughs> I know exactly where it's yeah. at. <laughs> it's just not attached to my body. Like, yeah. Uh, so we'll I, get it later. Yeah. Like they they've been through some shit. I, I always look at the Crimson Fists as like they're always just getting the shit beat out of them. It's like the what is it? The Lamenters, I think, are another one or uh, chapter that's like famous for always just getting kicked down, getting yeah. kicked down, and then getting the, back up. Again. They're like they're they're Chumble, they're, they're, they're tub thumping. Yeah, there there are two chapters that like Games Workshop is just not afraid to like have them get the shit beat out of them. Like, you look at like right. Ultramarines. Oh no, you know, like uh, an entire high fleet is attacking their home world. But in a valiant effort to save the day, the Ultramarines came out <laughs> victorious, stronger than ever. And it's like, they, you know, like they're like Superman. Meanwhile, freaking. Uh, the Crimson Fists are like a, a gritty, like war war story where they just now got over the shell shock of their previous battle, and then now, like after men just got gobbled up by a giant space monster, and they're like, "God damn it, we're going back in." <laughs> we can't, we can't quit now, man. <laughs> Looks like we're having calamari for dinner. It's like, oh my god, they're nuts. <laughs> oh shit. Dude, yeah, Crimson Fist, the, they don't have a whole lot of deep lore to them, but the lore they do have is really cool. Yeah. Uh, their, ar their army is cool. Uh, they're a part of the Imperial Fists. Like, I don't think you need much more than that. Like, they're, they're fucking second to the Black Templars. Like, they're right there with the Black Templars. And if you're a fan of Black Templars, like, you know, granted, that's just weaponized religion, like, to the T. That's <laughs> all Black Templars are. Because that's... We'll get into those probably in the next episode because I do love my Black Templars. Um, but yeah, I they, think that they honor their dead by uh, they have a, a monument and basically with uh, with their name on it. And what they do is they cut their palm and leave a bloodied handprint on it. Again, going back to the Crimson Fist thing. Yeah, so, they they fucking take that shit like to heart. Very, they're 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 very neat. They, I, that's why my that's why my Chartreuse fist won't work. They couldn't do that. Although they could just like disembowel a fucking orc and like smear their hand in the green and then fucking hand print it. <laughs> like I killed this one for you, brother. <laughs> I did it for you. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Timmy, no. Oh shit. Oh no. So I think Oh no. <laughs> one of the one of the Crimson Fist scout snipers took a shot at an orc against orders, and then was later lobotomized into a fully conscious gunnery <laughs> servitor as punishment. <laughs> oh, wait a minute! But then apparently uh, he wasted a shot against what he he'd identified as the orc keeping the invasion together. He was told not to risk the failure was too high. If they if the orcs were alerted, they would swarm and almost certainly kill the entire. Uh, out force. <laughs> so, um, he took that shot anyway. Yeah, and the orc had a shield. <laughs> His commander Whoops. was killed in the clusterfuck of of withdrawing. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, you win some, you lose some. You know, yeah. like can't can't all be winners. He he now has a crimson fist and a soft brain. <laughs> Oh, shit. Do we have any closing thoughts on the episode? I mean, I want everybody to just go home tonight just just pondering. Do orcs have anuses? Dude, I'm telling you, man. That's uh, it's going to haunt me. But also also equally haunting is Tommy Wiseau as uh, Corvus Korax. I am going to Photoshop that. I am going to Photoshop Tommy Wiseau as Corvus Korax. You got to have it added in. Logar, you're tearing me apart! <laughs> Oh shit! Oh, if 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 this episode does nothing else, I hope you at least found that portion as funny as we did. <laughs> that should still make me laugh. <laughs> I, I'm, I, my face hurts from smiling so much about it. It's uh, amazing. Also, so, I, I feel like Alicio Cortez. I just picture him as like uh, Inigo Montoya from Princess Bride. 
There you go. Just like, yeah. just always like that, that calm, like, you've cut off my arm. I shall take your head. <laughs> yeah, I shall take your head with it. I shall take your head now. Please, sir, please be, sir. Please be patient. You, you're missing your arm. This is not missing. It's over there. It's, uh, chop, chop, soldier. <laughs> it's like okay. always. Come now. <laughs> we got this. Uh, <laughs> fuck. All right. I think that's uh, that's a, that's enough of an episode. I hope you guys all enjoyed it, and I hope to have you guys back. Still quiet on the email front. Can somebody email us, please? Maybe? Send us a joke. Send us something nice.